week, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders decided to try to distract her uh, constituents from the scandal that she's embroiled in revolving around the $19,000 lectern that she bought. And she did this distraction by signing an executive order banning what she calls woke words from the state government. So, you know, don't worry that I'm blowing tax dollars on a $19,000 lectern that I'm now saying I'm not even going to use. Don't worry about that. What you need to be concerned about is the government using words like chest milk instead of breast milk. And no, I'm not making that up. Here's the words. Rather than chest feeding, use breastfeeding. Rather than human milk, use breast milk. Rather than birthing person or laboring person, use birth mom. And rather than menstruating person or people, use woman or women. You know, because Sarah Huckabee Sanders, in her own words, says that not only are these, you know, woke terms, but they're also scientifically inaccurate which is actually an inaccurate statement because technically these words are scientifically accurate. They're, they're almost more scientifically accurate technically by definition, but she did go on Sean Hannity's program and defend her idiotic, you know, maneuver here, which again is nothing more than a distraction for her voters. But here she is on Sean Hannity's program, justifying her stupidity. Take a look. Yeah, the idea that we have this just absolute insanity, we are now living in a world where everything is crazy versus what's normal. And the left continues to push this woke agenda, basically trying to erase the differences of women versus men, ignoring all of science and biology and completely ignoring the fact that women have a unique perspective. Only women can actually give birth, no matter how many different ways they say it. That fact is completely based in science and reality, and we are no longer going to allow them to redefine terms that weaken and frankly demean women here in state government documents and here in the state of Arkansas. Well, there you have it, folks. Arkansas finally tackling the big issues, right? I mean, there's nothing, nothing more detrimental to the people of Arkansas than having their government use woke language at, at, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know where they're using this woke language. Cause I mean, again, we're talking about Arkansas. So I don't even know that these were things that were happening in the first place. Right. As I said, this is a distraction, but it's not just a distraction from the $19,000 lectern scandal. It's a distraction from the fact that the state of Arkansas has the fifth highest poverty rate in the United States. Over 15% of the population of the state of Arkansas living in poverty. And is Sarah Huckabee Sanders addressing that? Nope. She's banning woke words because that's really your problem. I'm sorry you can't put food on the table, but really I know what you're concerned about is the woke words, right? 47th in healthcare. State of Arkansas ranks 47th in healthcare. They rank 45th in the nation in education. So you live in Arkansas, you have a higher chance of living in poverty, higher chance of dying from preventable, uh, preventable diseases, and your kids are going to get a worse education. None of those three things are being addressed by this governor. She didn't talk about any of those in that clip with Sean Hannity. All she talked about was the wokeness, the wokeness, the wokeness. And this is such an idiotic distraction, but it works. 
because we're dealing with people who don't understand that electing Republicans to lead your state decade after decade after decade is quite literally killing you. It's killing you, but y'all are going to keep doing it because you're so damn fooled by these idiotic culture war, nonsensical BS issues that you don't even care that you can't put food on your table. You don't care about the horrid economic conditions of your own state. You want to vote for somebody with an R next to their name, because by God, they're going to tackle those big issues. Like making sure you never have to hear the phrase chest milk instead of breast milk. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to help you feed your family and afford your prescription drugs and get better healthcare, right? Banning those words will solve all your problems. No, stop voting for Republicans and see how quickly your problems actually do get solved. To say that things are not going well for Donald Trump in the New York fraud trial would be probably the understatement of the century. Not only is Donald Trump getting hammered by his own witnesses, but his lawyers are also just having a heck of a time trying to keep themselves in order. And I'm sorry for laughing, but I just have to say we are, we are witnessing like the failures of America's law schools. Whenever we watch Trump's lawyers go into a courtroom or file a motion where, oops, I actually didn't, wasn't a member of the bar here. Couldn't, couldn't file this motion, but I'll take care of it. They say, but this week, on Thursday, Donald Trump's lawyer, Christopher Keese, he actually got in trouble with Judge Arthur Ingeron because he was very rude and insulting to two female lawyers in the courtroom. In fact, he was so insulting to them, in fact, insulting one of them's intelligence that Ingeron had to force Christopher Keese to apologize to these two women for being so rude in the courtroom. Let me read you this. According to sources familiar with the off the record sidebar, Trump attorney, Chris Keese brushed off the judge's principal law clerk, Allison Greenfield, and questioned the intelligence of Colleen Faraday of the attorney general's office. Keese waved off the clerk saying he was talking to the judge, not her, and that he only wanted to speak to the judge. According to sources, Keese then appeared to question Faraday's intelligence saying that she wasn't able to connect the dots on something they were discussing, the sources said. Per the report, Faraday replied, be more respectful, to which Keese said, no. Later, the judge recalled the attorneys to the bench and ordered Keese to apologize to the two women. So he's in court, like they're having a sidebar, right? It's off the record. <laughs> and the one lawyer tells him like, hey, be more respectful and he looks at her and he goes, no, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if he added that second part, but I'm going to assume for the moment that he did. We're dealing with a five-year-old, a five-year-old that apparently has a law license that is representing the former president of the United States. And he can't even keep himself in line enough to be respectful to other human beings in the courtroom. This is beyond anything I think I have ever, ever seen. For the record, the judge does have the authority to hold uh, Keese in contempt. If he continues this kind of behavior, technically you could have held him in contempt when he first did it. 
Like you don't have to give them a warning. You can automatically hold them in contempt for doing this. You could have ordered him to spend a night in jail. You know, let's have you cool down a bit, bud. And you can go sit in a little county lockup overnight, have your dinner there, wake up, shower, come back to my courtroom, hopefully with a different attitude. So are these just the kinds of people that Donald Trump attracts? Like people who are just overtly horrible to women for the sake of them being women? I mean, you know, personalities tend to attract the same kind of personalities. So if Donald Trump is basing his legal selection solely on the fact that, hey, he doesn't like women, I don't like women. I'm disrespectful to him. He's disrespectful to him. Let me tell you, not a sound legal strategy. Uh, Really probably not going to work out in your favor. Also, considering the fact that this judge is the only one who gets to determine the penalties in this case, your guilt has already been determined, probably not a good idea to continue pissing him off. But that is a lesson that luckily, neither Trump nor his lawyers seem to be able to learn. When Sidney Powell uh, accepted her plea deal and pleaded guilty to six misdemeanor counts on Thursday, a lot of us were surprised, right? I mean, to say the least, I think surprised is a bit of an understatement, but we didn't see it coming. But you know who else, according to reports, didn't see it coming? Donald Trump and his legal team. According, according, excuse me, to Maggie Haberman, writer, of course, with the New York Times that has basically had to follow Trump around for the last eight years, she reported that Donald Trump and his team were, quote, blindsided by Sidney Powell's decision to take a deal and, of course, agree to flip where flipping is required of her. That is what the agreeing to testify truthfully, honestly, uh, you know, without any legal restrictions, no pleading the fifth. Uh, that's what that means. Like flip when flipping is necessary. But here is what Haberman had to say on CNN after this whole thing was announced. They're still trying to figure out what it means. There are some people in his world who are telling me they don't think this is that big of a deal for him. They think her ability to actually really testify is marginal. They're arguing that this shows that the DA, Fonnie Willis, overcharged in this case. There's concern about the degree to which Powell could offer information, not just about former President Trump, but about former Trump lawyer and New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. That's really where the bulk of his mind share is. There's nobody in Trump world who is pretending this is a good development. They're just split on what exactly it means. So some of Trump's people think, ah, not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. And apparently others are like, no, this is, yeah, we're, we're in trouble and we don't know how to respond. We don't know how to react. Now, as I said the other day, when we talked about this story initially, uh, Trump's defense was going to be to basically throw Sidney Powell under the bus. That is what we have heard from some of his former lawyers who have been out there talking to the media. Tim Parlatore is one of them. They're going to try to argue that Sidney Powell was the lunatic. She was the crazy one who came up with these plans. You know, we, we went along with them. You're going to have a hard time reconciling those two facts, by the way. But that was going to be their argument, right? Yeah, she's a nut, but you listen to the person you're saying is a nut. So that's not a stellar legal defense. In fact, that's that's not even a legal defense at all. So go with that if you want. But Sidney Powell saw the writing on the wall. She knew she wasn't going to beat this. 
She knew that she was looking at a minimum, considering the charges against her, of five years in prison. So why not take the deal? When you know that everybody else is already gunning for you, taking that deal was the smartest thing. She doesn't have to go to jail. She pays a few thousand dollars in fines and restitution, has to write an apology letter to the state, but she doesn't go to jail. And Sidney Powell was at the heart of all of this, right? She was the one in that little press conference at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping where Giuliani's hair was melting down his head. She was there. She was present at the Oval Office meetings. She has information that leads directly to Donald Trump. But let's talk for a second about that Rudy Giuliani angle, right? Because her and Giuliani for the longest time were joined at the hip. They were the two people out of all of Trump's lawyers, because he had several of them telling him, don't do this, you can't do it. Powell and Giuliani were telling him together, you can do it and we'll do it for you. So here's what this could happen. Instead of just flipping on Donald Trump, Powell could be asked, you know, because they can go take her, interview her, get her statements, and she could end up giving up all the dirt on Rudy Giuliani. They may not even go the Trump uh, path with her. They may try to get all the dirt on Giuliani, then approach Giuliani and say, hey, bud, we, uh, we got a whole list of things here. Ain't no way you're getting out of these charges. How about you make a deal with us? We know you don't have money, right? You can't keep paying your lawyers. We'll make it real cheap for you. We'll make it so you never step foot inside of a prison. But you got to give us the goods because we got the goods on you. Now we need to know what you know about Trump. Uh, So Powell could be the key to cracking Rudy Giuliani. So lots of different possibilities here, but each and every one of them really horrible for Donald Trump. And that, of course, is why they say they were blindsided by this decision by Powell. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. Balanced.